Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In the time that COVID has been going on, I felt more and more and more like that was Janelle's house. And it wasn't my house. And the irony of this situation, which is not good for relationships, is that Robin's house, as I've been there more, has made me feel like that's my house and my rules and my family. Okay, now roll this way. Makes me mad at myself all these years that I haven't been what I would call more patriarchal, more in charge. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. I am livid with Cody Brown, <sighs> Sister Wives Edition. You guys, what the fuck did we just watch? What was that? Before we get into this, I just want to say that um, in a quick update, I did receive my um, Aztec printed cardigan from, uh, what is it called? Lime Jungle? Something like that. Um, but it, you guys... It's the Janelle lookalike. It's so cute. <laughs> no regrets. It's really cute. It's actually much softer. It looks like one of those like Instagram boutique websites, but this is like, I don't want to say high quality, but it's definitely much better quality than I anticipated. And it's really cute. So if you, uh, you know, have been on the fence about possibly getting the cardigan, I recommend, I actually really like it. <laughs> And I feel no regrets. And actually, it's actually pretty warm. So thank you, Janelle. And please unblock me. Oh, and also shout out to I'm sorry, I don't have your username. But somebody 
uh, messaged me. <laughs> he left me a comment because apparently, shout out to uh, Corey and Carly, uh, they were given the question of which sister wives uh, the Kardashians would be, or like which Kardashian you would put with the sister wives. Um, they don't watch a show, so somebody's like, I'll kick it over to you girls since, <clears throat> you know, unfortunately you know like way more about the Kardashians than really is healthy. So, um, let me answer this question really quickly. I didn't think about it. I just remembered that you asked that. So I haven't, I don't have like full, fully fleshed out philosophies on this, but, um, I mean, do they have to just be the sisters? Because clearly Marilyn's Rob. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Um, not part of the family. So if I'm not relegated to only sisters, I'm going to put Mary as Rob. Um, I'm just going to play by my own rules and just open it up to the whole family. Cause I think that's going to be a lot easier. Um, uh, yeah, Mary's Rob Janelle, I would say who might be, I might put Janelle as like Kylie. Janelle is very, um, does her own thing, kind of regimented. Um, I would have said Courtney, but the thing is that Janelle likes to work. So I'm going to give that one to Kylie. Um, let me move on. Who would I give Christine to? Um, I think Christine might be Kim. I feel good about that. She is somebody who... <clears throat> wants to be in a relationship, but also knows when it's done. She's more empowered coming out of it. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. And so who do I have left? Robin. Ugh. Ugh. Um, hmm. I mean, who's the one that I, I would say Kendall. I would say Robin's Kendall just because I like her the least. <laughs> no, no other philosophy behind that. I just, they're my least favorite. And so that's why. All right, let's get into this episode, which, like, I think that episode might be a little bit understated for what I saw, because what, what came before my eyes was, um, you know, like, found footage of a madman just losing it, losing the ship, losing control, scrambling, panicked, manicked, angry. It was weird, you guys. Like... I will say Cody's an asshole all day, but this episode brought it to a different level for me. It's now like this man needs, I mean, I, I've been saying he needs help, but not quite like this. Like he is aggressively ignorant and not thinking clearly. Like there's a difference between a, being a dick and being, he's at, it, this is psychopathic behavior that he's displaying. And like, ugh. It's like uncomfortable to watch. I was feeling sadness, not for him, to be clear. Sadness for everybody else. Um, rage towards him. Um, anger towards him also. Uh, frustration also towards Cody. And um, empathy towards Goofus and Gallant and the rest of the children that don't live in Robin's house. Okay, so the episode begins on Coyote Pass. Cody, Goofus, and Gallant are out there to like shave down some tree bark or whatever. It, Cody tries to frame us as like, I invited the boys to come peel logs with me. And it's like, that's not an invitation. Like I know I'm a city girl and I don't care for hard labor, manual labor, um, anything that would even threaten to crack the foundation of my nail. I'm not doing it. No, thank you. Um, 
with that being said, I also feel like an invitation to like go peel logs is not like a fun time for anybody. That is free manual labor <laughs> and not a good way to like, reconnect with your sons. This is like, I want them to chop wood for me so that I can bring it back to Robin's house. Like we all know how that this is where that was going, right? Ugh, hate him. Shout out to Goofus who was like right out the gate. Dad, what are we doing for Christmas? What's going on? Cody starts his bullshit. And this is like light bullshit. He goes from DEFCON. How many DEFCONs are there? Five? He like went to six and a half. So we're starting off at one right now when he's saying, you know, I'm trying to limit exposure, blah, blah, blah. Thank you to Goofus for being able to articulate this in a way that I can't because I notice like myself and the other podcasters who talk about Sister Wives have been having a hard time explaining uh, Cody being right in a sense in terms of precautions, but also not fucking with him because he is only right technically. None of this shit really has to do with safety protocols. All of this has to do, all of this comes down to control. And how we know that is because the only reaction to all of these quote unquote protocols being broken are him talking about how he wished that he had laid down the hammer earlier, you know, (laughs) he's weird. So, um, Gabe Goofus says, um, dad expects everybody in the family to drop what they're doing to allow him to mosey wherever he wants. But I don't think anybody's down for that. They're doing their own thing, having their own lives. And, they're ignoring Cody. So he has these rules and he can say that it has to do with safety. And I'm sure to a certain extent it is, but like a lot of this is wrapped up in his ego and he's clearly angry that he has set up rules that people are not adhering to. And he expected those rules to give him the freedom to do whatever he wanted, but he's angry that the other people value their own freedoms more than his freedoms and really him. The Goofus and Gallant say Hunter's coming back in town and that's when they have decided to begin their quarantine so that everybody can get together for Christmas. And Cody asks them if they know what it means to quarantine by his rules. The Goofus tells him that he feels like every mom has different rules and he's like, Cody says, well, that shouldn't be the case because I gave them a slip of paper. (laughs) And Gallant says, well, you can't just give them a slip of paper. Like... (laughs) Like, what are we doing here? Goofus says, I was told that all the parents got together, but I'm not really seeing evidence of that because there doesn't seem to be any sort of consensus between them. I'm not even sure if this happened, okay? Um, He also brings up the fact that he's pretty sure that when the family gets back together, somebody's going to bring up COVID. They're going to talk about it and the fact that they haven't been able to see each other for the past eight months. And Cody snaps for the first time of many and tells them, no, you guys better call your front, your uh, siblings and get your gripes out before Christmas. Cause I don't want to hear it. And that if my Christmas isn't perfect, he says he's going to cancel Christmas for the family in the future, like forever. <laughs> the ramblings of a madman. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get it. Okay, granted, I 
have a pet sitting business, so I tend to work. I have not really had holidays with my family. So I get that I have like maybe a lack of sentimentality towards the holidays. I'm trying to work through that to understand. But to me, and this comes up later in the episode with Robin, as it always does, the stakes are just made so high for something. And it's like everything's going to be ruined forever. Like the, the whole family culture is going to be ruined. If one Christmas doesn't happen with everybody, like why is this so dire? (laughs) Everybody calm down. Clearly at this point, Cody's getting a sense that maybe uh, Goofus and Gallant might be a little bit upset with him. So of course what he does is um, decides to throw Christine under the bus immediately so that they can uh, divert the attention to that bitch. (laughs) their mother you know and he talks about how christine has recently gotten a massage and he was all ready to go over to christine's house and go see the girls but then here comes christine and i think she may have done that on purpose this is some deadbeat daddy behavior okay like let's just say it let's call it what it is you haven't been over there for months and then oh how convenient how convenient is that is you were I was just about to go, but then I think Christine may have circumvented my opportunities to go see my children, and that's her fault. (laughs) Of course. Goofus says that he feels like things happened quickly. Like, it was like, zap, your dad's gone. Zap, you don't see him anymore. Zap, you don't talk to him anymore. And so Cody says that he feels like he passed the buck in terms of communication. So he was going to explain it to them now eight months into the situation. Um, His explanation is stupid. Just going to warn you now. And he says that instead of just getting down to what it is that they need to do, he's, you know, he's like trying to emotionally manipulate them by asking like, okay, well, what would happen if your mom, Janelle, got sick with COVID? And their answers were, we would take care of her. (laughs) Like, because we're the ones in the house. And Cody's like, well, you know, that wasn't really the, the correct answer. The correct answer was me. And they look at him like, why? Why would it be? And in a confessional, they're like, we're the, the fact of the matter is, with anybody, if you're in a household with your family and your family member comes down with COVID, it's probably going to fall on the responsibility of the other family members to take care of them. Bring them food, make sure they're okay, yada, etc problem is my boy daddy uh that you're not a primary resident of this home so that's why your correct answer isn't actually the correct answer because you don't live here all right like you really think that if janelle or christine or mary got sick that he would be leaving robin's house to take care of them (laughs) come on come on He has been spending literally the entire time blaming them for not being safe enough. Not a chance in hell would his ego (laughs) allow him. He he would blame them immediately. He'd probably block their ass. He'd probably block Christine and be like, well, you did it. You're the, that was your fault. You're the one, you're, that was your choice. Sorry. Tell Isabel (laughs) to get off her back and um, come help you then. I mean, (laughs) like, let's be real. But also like, Christine wouldn't call your ass because you don't live there either. Anyway, um, 
I don't understand why he, Cody doesn't get that he has created an environment in which he's abandoned people. And now that he wants to be back, he's mad that they have figured out a way to live without him. <laughs> like he's upset with them. And that should really tell you all you need to know about the level of respect that he gives every other member of the family, how he feels about them. These are his possessions. And he's furious that they don't have to depend on him. Unfortunately, Goofus and Gallant keep trying, at least for a little while. And they say that their ignorance on all the protocols and what was supposed to go down led them to believe that Robin was the one enforcing all of them rules. And, you know, that led to them being pissed with her. And Cody's response is like, well, she's the only obedient wife. Did you guys see how Goofus looked at him? And then how he looked back at him? I know for a fact, I would put half of my money on the fact that Cody thought that this was like his mic drop moment and he was like wow I really did that and Goofus was looking at him like what the fuck did you just say (laughs) what the fuck did you just say (laughs) in an interview Cody says some bullshit about how there was some kind of poison that led to the boys believing that it was Robin's fault and he doesn't know if it's polygamy poison or maybe it's their mom's (laughs) that maybe their attitude um, caused this to happen. (laughs) They think it's all about Robin, but guess what? It's about them not giving a shit about anybody else. That's what he says. (laughs) And he goes, Robin and her kids have all, Robin and all of her kids have been keeping the rules. And then Cody tells Goofus and Gallant that Robin's kids have basically been prisoners at their house, but they've, they're compliant, which is like the the buzzword of this season is compliant. At this point, Goofus starts to get emotional for the first time. And he says, but that's what we want. Like, we want to be teammates with you. And I got chills when Gallant says in an interview, we've been thinking it's Robin this whole time. But now we're starting to get pitted against dad because who's the one making up the rules? Who's the one lacking in communication other than him? It's all him. <laughs> at that point clearly gallant has had enough stripping these logs and is like you know what i'm busy i've got anything else to do than this like he's he's done he's done with the situation he's done with his father and is like i'm not getting anywhere with this motherfucker so i'm gonna spend my time doing anything else In a confessional, he says he can't do this anymore and they'll play by the rules and that Cody will just have to trust him. He's done. He's done. Gallant hangs around for a little bit and he does the incredibly kind thing of telling Cody not to worry about the miscommunication that's been happening. And Cody starts to talk shit about Christine again and Goofus shuts it right on down and says, no offense to all the other moms. But Christine was our primary caretaker when we were growing up, and she was the only one taking care of all seven of us all the time. Y'all, why did Cody act like he had no idea what he was talking about? He's like, really? Is that true? Huh. Do you... Mm. I'm like, he acted so confused. And then he's like, well, why does that even matter? Because she hasn't been the primary parent like that since Vegas. And Goofus is like, yeah, but we all maintained very close relationships with her. So I can have empathy for her and understand why it would be 
harder for her, probably harder for her than anybody else in the family to be separated like that because essentially she views Janelle's kids as her own. So unlike their husband, she actually gives a shit about seeing her kids and it's hard for her to be separated from them. And she's not make going to go through all the uh, hoops of of figuring out ways for them to prove their love to her by separating all of their lives to be able to have access to her briefly. She understands. So interesting how <sighs> that's all working. God, God. Christine says herself that she does feel really connected to the kids and... She understands that Cody has his rules, but it got to a point where she and Janelle decided that their kids needed to see each other. And Christine made a choice between seeing Janelle's kids or seeing Cody. And we all know what choice we made. She made, which was the best choice, really the only choice, not seeing Cody. Um, Then Janelle says in an interview that, you know, they would quarantine for a couple weeks and then go see the kids if it was something that they really felt they wanted to do, that they would mostly be outside. Everything was safe. Everything was by CDC guidelines, as she's been saying this whole time. But the rules just aren't enough for Cody. So this is why it's even more frustrating is that like, now, I mean, I've gotten under, I've understood why Janelle's been frustrated this whole time, but I, I, I get it more now. For some reason, I get it more. Now she's saying, like, we have made a point to quarantine from two weeks to see each other. (laughs) And we're doing this, but we're not going above and beyond. You know, they have been doing this the whole time. And it's like, you guys get it. Hate them. So then Cody says in an interview that, again, he's viewing this completely differently than not only Goofus, but the rest of the planet. And he says that what... Janelle and Christine are basically doing are they formed a clique and that they're excluding people and bullying other members of the family. What? See, this is why people think that you're running the show, Robin. Who, what other wife? Like if you guys had to pick which wife would, uh, mention being separated from the kids from the other kids being bullied or excluded. Um, especially because last week she had that big emotional conversation with her kids that we had to sit down and talk about how the other kids aren't going to Thanksgiving and I don't know why they won't do it, but you know, hopefully they still love us. And I'm just really worried that my kids are going to feel like, uh, you know, the other kids don't like them because they're not making the effort to see them. So where's this whole like bullying and exclusion conversation coming from? Only, it could only be coming from Robin. Cody tries to play stupid again when Goofus tells him that they've never had like a real conversation about what the rules would be for the family. Cody says, no, but like I've called you before and we talked about it. And Goofus is like, no, we, no, you haven't. We've had a couple conversations and I actually really love them because we talk about our common interests, political climate, Uh, Maybe a little bit about COVID, but we've never had a conversation about the rules. Not once. This motherfucker has the nerve to be angry at Goofus and says point blank that he knows that he should be comforting his son, but he's pissed off 
that he thinks that Goofus isn't being accountable and that he's coming at him at for all these angles and that he got defensive. <laughs> he is sick. He's sick. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Let's bear in mind that I'm noticing not at any point is Goofus speaking to him angrily. He has not raised his voice. He has only operated under the very real emotion of a child who has not been able to see their father and is trying to negotiate and beg him to have more presence in his life. And that's not happening. And you're mad at him for telling the truth, which is that you're an absentee father. He, it was so pissed. He said that on camera, you guys. Unwell. Unwell. <laughs> okay. Cody then tries to, you know, I tried to pass the blame on to Christine. That didn't work because apparently you like her. Um, so I, let me try to do it to your own mom then. Let me try to throw her under the bus. <laughs> and he says that Janelle is the one who's basically blocking him from laying down the law with regard to the kids and the rules. And this is why he's such a sneaky little Sally. Okay. Because if you didn't really think about it, you would think like, oh, this is a situation where two parents aren't communicating. But what he's really talking about is the fact that he wants to kick these boys out and that Janelle doesn't want that to happen because one, she loves them. And two, he can't really legally do it because uh, her name is the only name on the lease. So he can't evict them. This is why he's mad at her because she won't evict her own children. Then this dumbass catches up with the rest of America and says, gee, it's just kind of weird that in the time of me being gone in eight for eight months, that Janelle's house doesn't feel like my house anymore. And Gosh, the more I seem to be at Robin's house, the more I feel like it's my house and my rules and my family and like I'm the head of the house. How could that possibly be? I wonder how that happened. Not living in a home for eight months doesn't make me feel like I live there and only living in one home for eight months makes me feel like I'm part of it and that I do live there. Wow. What? Oh, Okay. Then he straight up says that he wishes that he had been more patriarchal and in charge all these years. Like, I wish I had been more of a misogynist. That is my greatest regret in life. <laughs> that I wasn't an asshole. I'm just going to cruise right past uh, the idea that maybe I could have just been like a, a nice guy, a more present father, a husband. And I'm just going to go straight to I should have been a dictator. <laughs> Gee. If only I had thought about this earlier. 
In an interview, Janelle says that her kids actually really love their dad and their relationship with him. And it's upsetting to them that he's being such a hard ass about all these rules because it's getting in the way of them having any sort of relationship as a family. Oh, oh my God. He's so, let me take a breath. Let's all take a breath. Okay. Let's all take a breath. Goofus says that he was under the impression that he needed to stay away from his friends, but that he could hang out with his girlfriend, Peyton, and Cody would be coming over to the house. So Cody tries to say something about how, like, well, you know, how do you trust her? How do you trust that she's being safe? And in an interview, Goofus says, my dad's never even met her. He doesn't know what she looks like. They've never had one interaction with each other. And he's clearly very dedicated to her. And this should be a prime example of how this separation has affected their relationship. <laughs> right? He's got a whole ass girlfriend. And Cody probably didn't even know that her name was Peyton until he said it. So he says that he cannot take his girlfriend Peyton out of the equation. And Cody's like, yeah, I get it. I understand. But You know, then he immediately says that the real issue is that he needs to choose between Cody coming over or seeing his girlfriend. And Goofus starts to well up with tears and he looks at his dad and says, why would you make me make that decision? (laughs) And then Cody says, he starts looking real stupid and he says, well, it's the decision that we all had to make because I had to, I had to be separated from your mom. I had to be separated from Christine. And it's like, no, you really didn't. These are rules that you made. <laughs> like we can always just change the rules and modify it. Like nobody, no, nobody came down and said that you had to do this. Right. And that's the other thing that aggravates me is like, None of this is really a law. It's a law that you have created or that you've decided to create. Now you're mad. Like he's the number one guy to talk about freedom, but now he's pissed that like everybody's not adhering to his like bullshit rules. (laughs) It's like, it's crazy making. It really is. So Goofus is like, well, why do you have to be away from them? Of course, Cody doesn't answer. He's just like, well, you have to ask your girlfriend Peyton if she's holding herself to the standards (laughs) that I have for COVID. Goofy starts crying and is like, she has been. She's just as worried about it as you are. She has spent two weeks away from me in quarantine. He's like, when did that happen? He's like, over the summer. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Why? And he said, she stayed away from me so that I could see you. (laughs) And you know why you don't remember that, Cody? Because you probably, in the end, never got to see him. You never went over there. The fact that you don't know that is proof positive that you weren't over there. Oh, he's a dick. Again, no response to that from Cody. And he's like, well, you have to understand that I've been told that people were being careful when they weren't. What does that have to do with Peyton? You're now judging her because of perceived slight in with some, because Christine. So now you don't trust his girlfriend because of Christine went to get a massage once. Like what? That doesn't, it's not connecting. It it does not make any sense. In an interview, Cody continues the stupidity. And then he says, you know, when Robin entered the family, she sat her kids down and told them that they were to respect the family, to be kind, to respect the rules and the adults and to be nice to everybody. And the problem is that the other wives didn't do that with their kids. 
Now, I'm going to break something down culturally for a lot of you. It's the concept of, here's a quote. It's, it's in hip-hop culture. And it's from Jay-Z. And it goes as follows. Is it Uchi Wally or is it One Mike? And I'll explain this to you. Okay, so Jay-Z back in the day had a long beef with a rapper named Nas. Nas had, he's known as a very um, serious rapper, very like in, you know, um, not gangster rap, but like conscious rap, serious, like I'm from Queens. This is, I'm talking about what I know kind of vibe. He's very well respected in the hip hop community. Um, He has two very popular songs. One called One Mike, which is his serious, like, Grammy-winning, like, that kind of song, right? And he's got Uchi Wally, which is like a club banger. So Jay-Z is like, when he says, is it Uchi Wally or is it One Mike, it's pointing out a hypocrisy of, like, these are diametrically opposite things, so you have to pick one. So I'm asking Cody, is it Uchi Wally or is it One Mike? Are you the leader of your family who is supposed to be laying down all these rules or is the responsibility lying upon these wives to assert your dominance in the family? Is it Uchi Wally or is it One Mike? Because it can't be both. And another thing, and this is the reason why Robin, maybe you should be mad at Cody. Let's talk about this. Is that all of his, his examples of like people doing good and people doing bad are everybody, all the other wives are bad and Robin's good. <laughs> So maybe Robin, instead of being upset at everybody for being upset with you, you should be mad at Cody for making you sound like the pretty, pretty princess who's getting all the jewelry and and the crowns and the jewels and the rings and all of that, because it sounds bad. And I get why people would be frustrated with you because it's always like, Robin, Robin's compliant. Robin does everything that I say. Robin's a good one. Robin did this. Robin told my kids that and you guys don't do anything and that's why you guys don't get any presents and Robin gets it all (laughs) in an interview Christine says that she used to be very you know compliant that she would be very like you know whatever you want whatever you say to Cody but she's not like that anymore and you can tell you know why because she seems happy she seems genuinely happy (laughs) it is the the calls are coming, the light is emanating outside of her body. She seems like a completely different person. Calm, um, just peace. There's an aura, like a golden glow about her. It's because she's not doing this shit anymore. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe that's why Robin's neck is so thick. Because she's like dealing with the stress of, you know, because you know how like, in the Christian community, just don't, I'm just going to whisper this. In the Christian community, they say like the husband is the head, but the wife is the neck. Like, has anybody made that comparison yet? Cause I think I might be on And She's carrying so much responsibility. I think I might have figured out why her neck is so thick. Anyway, I'll move on. Back to Christine. <laughs> Christine says that she's the head of her household. She's the one who is present. She's the one who's around. And it's hard for the girls to respect their father when they see that he has favorites. I said favorite. I did. <laughs> with a B. Favorites. And they struggle with how apparent it is that he's more comfortable at other people's houses than theirs. <clears throat> okay. Gonna let us pause on that and really let it sit and marinate. They're noticing that their father doesn't like to be around them. Okay. 
So Cody has not uh, picked another uh, trick out of his curly girl hair. <sighs> I'm so frustrated. I can't even roast him properly. He says that, you know, he tries to bring up the fact that like there might be people in the family willing to risk COVID to get the whole family together. And he's not willing to do that. And Goofus says straight up, he'd be willing to do that. His mom would be able to be willing to do that. Gallant would be willing to do that. And he says like, I know that my mom would still be willing to risk that to get the whole family together, even knowing that she's got the comorbid comorbidities with her weight and her age. Um, and Cody has nothing to say. He has nothing to say. Um, he starts getting petty again as he's wont to do and continues to blame Janelle and Christine for being the people who are choosing to separate the family. Goofus tries to stand up for them and says, well, this is about perspective. And Cody says, no, it's not. (laughs) And so Goofus is like, okay, well maybe it's a blame game. And Cody says, yeah, and your mother's the Teflon queen. You sick bitch. Fuck you. Fuck off, Cody. Fuck off. He starts to mock Janelle. He gets up. His face is all red. He's like actually angry and going off to his son about his mother. About how she's a Teflon queen and how she doesn't take responsibility for everything. And everything just comes back on him. And how she screwed him and she screwed Gabe out of uh, the whole summer. And every time and, and then he would try to tell her every time she would walk out of a meeting revisionist fucking history like this she only walked out on you a couple weeks ago and that was one time this isn't something that has like he's trying to act like i've been trying to tell her all summer and she just doesn't want to hear it she's la 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 la, ruining the whole family screwing me over screwing you over and she's just doing whatever the fuck she wants going on vacation or like i don't know helping i our daughter with her daughter surgery or whatever the fuck she's doing having a great time in the hospital bitch and Christine, God help her, that monster helping her child get scoliosis surgery. Another bitch. Ruining it for everybody. He gets so angry that Goofus has to tell him, like, we can communicate and not get to this level. Like, I understand that you're angry, but, like, we can have emotions without lashing out at one another. Oh, my God. I, I, I can't. Cody continues to blame Janelle and Christine for not adhering to all the rules and breaking up the family and how they're the ones putting um, putting in the kids' ha- heads that their dad doesn't care about them. They're the ones. They're the ones. Go through your call logs, Cody, and, and tell me, like, when was the last time you called any of your children or texted them or made them feel important? Or, you know, why is it so... Why is it that so many of your children this season are crying over the fact that you were willingly not participating in their lives? Mm. I just, I'm somebody who is always looking for my fault in things and my responsibility for things. I know that most people don't do that, but like everybody's pointing the finger at you. I don't understand why you aren't getting it. He is completely unable to be introspective. He has a complete lack of empathy. He Everything comes back to him and how people have done him wrong. Like, is this not just the one, two, three checklist for narcissism? Like, ooh. 
Then we get to the moment that absolutely broke my heart. Gabe starts to get choked up and he he like has to take a second to compose himself. And then he says that he's upset because if he had known back in March what the rules were that he would have been better able to understand. Like this isn't something that he should have to say, you know, if you want to be the head of the family so bad, then you should have communicated all of these things. And you're saying that it's, uh, the mom's fault for not communicating it correctly and the mom's fault for pitting them against you. But the fact of the matter is, if you were in these kids' lives in a way that made them feel comfortable, it wouldn't matter what their mom said. Even if they were pitting them against you, which they weren't, okay? <laughs> Let's be clear, that wasn't happening. But even if it was, if you were being nice to them, like, your kids are smart enough to know that what feels good and what doesn't and you not being in their lives doesn't feel good. But if they felt like you were at least trying, I think things would be very different for you. And then Gabe looks at him in a way that like made me want to crawl through the TV and give him a hug. Like you can tell that through his eyes, he's trying to communicate with his father, like give me a hug Give me a sign that you care about me at all. <laughs> like, it, nothing. Nothing. What does Cody do? He says, okay, let's go. And he is halfway to Robin's house before Gabe, like Gabe didn't even say goodbye. He didn't even get a chance to open his mouth before Cody had the keys and the engine revved and was like already leaving. Coyote Pass. Nothing. Not like, I'm sorry. Just like, okay, gotta go. Probably because Robin's vibrating in his pants right now. Uh, Gotta go, bye. (laughs) Monster. He's a monster. In an interview, Gabe says, at this point, he's put so much effort into maintaining a relationship with his dad. And then he has to stop himself. And then he says... You know, it's really hard when you dedicate several months of your life to try to reach out to someone and to not have it reciprocated. And then he says, any chance that I had to maintain a relationship with him, I did. And I didn't get a lick of effort back. And then he just sits there, a tear streaming down his face, and then asks the producer if he's done. (laughs) Like, how is Janelle feeling in that moment? you know, to see her kid. And she knows, like, I know she knows, but to see him, like, crying like that, like, ugh, my ovaries. (laughs) My mama bear instinct came out. Like, how can you see your child like this? And I'm not putting the the blame on Janelle. She wants to stay in a relationship with that idiot, then fine. But, like, I'm just asking generally, how do you see your child talk about his father that way and like want to maintain a relationship with him? You know, like, I don't know how that would be possible. Not for me. All right, let's take a quick break. Oh, Jesus, it does not get easier. All right. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. 
Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So after this scene, we get about 15 minutes of nice of Christine explaining that she has um, some German Christmas traditions that she does with the kids. Usually she does them with all the kids. And then it's like, you're supposed to put your shoes out, leave them out for Santa Claus. And then she puts candies in the kids shoes. They wake up and then they're supposed to build uh, gingerbread houses. The whole family usually comes over. Obviously it's not happening this year. So, you know, we just see a very quick scene of like all the girls and Christine doing their gingerbread houses. And then we find out that unfortunately Janelle's mom passed away. She died of cancer. She had uh, cancer that was aggressive and basically inoperable. There really wasn't anything they could do. So she um, passed away pretty quickly. It's really sad. Um, I, you know, she had kind of like an interesting story, if you can call it that. Well, she had an interesting life, but, like, within the realm of the show, you know, we find out that she is Janelle's mom, of course, but also Cody's mother-in-law. We also know that Janelle didn't grow up in a polygamous household, that she, the story goes, she told, she started to, like, kind of talk to Cody, and she invites, Cody invites Janelle to come to the house, his father's house right and they invite Janelle's mom her mom was against polygamy but then she meets Cody's dad and it's like they get on like a house on fire and end up getting married three weeks before Janelle and Cody get married so Janelle's biological mother is Cody's mother-in-law and his mom's sister wife interesting um Mary tells a really nice story about how um she was you know, typically with sister wives, once you get to the grandmother, grandparent stage of things, like the sister wives really only consider their biological kids, kids as their grandkids, not the other sister wives' kids. But, um, Janelle's mom really had a tendency to look at all the kids, all the Brown children as her grandchildren and how sweet that was. Um, and I also thought it was really like bittersweet and kind of like nice to think about, that, you know, they believe in a, an afterlife and paradise after the fact and that you're joined with your whole family. And we learned that Janelle's mom died on her birthday and that she had the option to uh, resuscitate should anything go down. She chose not to. And how poetic it was that Janelle was saying, I just feel like she wanted to be with her husband for the rest of her birthday, like spend the rest of her birthday with her husband because they believe like you meet everybody. And she's like, you know, I, I know that when I die, my mom's going to be right there waiting for me. And I just thought, Oh, that's really nice. 
you know, even if I, you know, I'm personally agnostic, I don't, you know, (laughs) I don't know if I necessarily agree about it, but I do think that it sounds nice and I hope that for them, you know? Um, Robin said something about how they connected because they were both the last wives and she was always really nice to her. I don't know. I just kind of felt like she was centering herself on that, but whatever, we'll move on. So not everybody went to the funeral. Um, Cody went, Cody tells us that he told Robbins and Mary not to go. So they hung back in Flagstaff and it sounds like Christine went as well. So when, you know, they talk about how nice it was and how emotional things were. And when Janelle gets back from the funeral, she goes to Robin's house to talk to her. She says in an interview that they don't really get together like ever because their lives don't really overlap. So she's like, Janelle says, you know, it's sad, but that's the truth. So because Janelle's mom passed away within the time period of them all supposed to be quarantining for Christmas, Cody begrudgingly, I'm sure is staying with Janelle back in Flagstaff. And then Janelle brings up that, you know, uh, saliva rapid tests are now readily available. You don't have to take them just if you're sick, anybody can take them. So that's really going to be kind of like the make or break moment for them to all get together for Christmas. Robin says in an interview that, you know, it's possible that somebody could test positive and like, what is she going to do? Like, what am I just going to have Christmas with my kids and Mary? Yeah. Yeah. And you'll all live. You guys see what I mean? Like, why is this like a life or death situation? Ariella is five and seven I, I don't remember my Christmases from them, from then, you know, like I remember them generally. I could not think of like, oh, both of my parents were there. I guess they were because they were still married at that point. But like, I don't have these like memories. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> that like if I was five, I would have this like deep seated trauma around my dad not being there for one Christmas because of actually good reasons. It's not like he was in jail, (laughs) you know, like it's okay. Why are the stakes so high, Robin? Why don't we just chill out and not make it such a big deal? If one of your Christmases happens to not be with Cody, everybody will live. It'll be okay. Then Robin tries to squeeze out a tear in front of Janelle about how she's been mourning her life before COVID. And it's like, could we have used a different word with somebody whose mom just died? That you're mourning how easy your, your life was before. I mean, my God, does she hear herself? And then she starts, you know, she mentions that I think the pandemic has exposed some of the cracks and the fractures in our relationship with the family and our family culture. And Janelle's like, yeah, you know, I definitely believe that. And she says, she tells Robin that basically over the past few weeks, she's been wondering, like, do I still choose to be in a polygamous marriage and she says I do still choose that but I'm like rather than it just being a thing that I'm continuing to do I'm like making the conscious decision to say yeah I'm still choosing to be in this relationship then Janelle says in an interview that now that her kids are older (laughs) there's like really not a big necessity for her to be in a plural marriage and (laughs) 
<laughs> Janelle really cracks me up. Like, work. She, I've been saying this, Janelle is the one who definitely got the most out of this uh, situation of plural marriage. She got to be able to have children and be out in the workforce. And this is, like, no shade to her. Like, I think it's actually iconic. <laughs> Like, if you're going to do something, get the most out of your relationship, right? Like, what are, if not, what if, you know, like, what are we doing, right? <laughs> not like, you know, you know what, y'all know what I mean. You know what I mean. So I just thought it was very funny that she was like, you know what? My kids are older. I don't really need to be here. I got, I squeezed the juice out of this lemon and I'm good. <laughs> and she says that right now her relationship with Cody is pretty strained and it would be really easy for her to walk away. Honestly, like it would be. So do it. I dare you. I double dog dare you to leave him, Janelle. <laughs> Triple dog dare you. I think you have to do it now. Anyway, Mary says in an interview that she's never had the thought of whether or not she should leave the family just because Mariah grew up. And I'm like, well, I mean, I feel like that's part of, you definitely wanted to leave this family, Mary. Like, why, why are we acting like you didn't? That's why you had that banana in your mouth, girl. Because I think you wanted to leave, but, and this happened with a, Pretty much immediately after Mariah went off to college. So it kind of seems like you were thinking about leaving girl. But okay. 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 We're just, we're just going to let it go. Then Christine comes in with an interview and says that everything she imagined polygamy would be before she got into it was uh, very different than the reality of what she actually lived. And she says, hey, I'm grateful for it. I know that I'm a better person. I know that I'm who I am because of polygamy, but... Like right now, I'm just kind of focused on being grateful for my family, the family that I do have during Christmas. And clearly these interviews were done after she left. Because <laughs> like, she's talking about this, like she's just like Jedi Zen mode in into this, like really compartmentalizing, like just get through it. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> get the smile on your face, girl. Put some lipstick on, pop on a LuLaRoe legging and play it for the boys, Johnny. I, I don't know what that means, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm just getting through it. Just getting through it. So now it's been four days of being back in Flagstaff with Janelle, the prison that is his other wife's home. And, you know, Cody is rushing, rushing to urgent care so he can get a COVID test so he can go back to his actual home. <laughs> Then he admits that suddenly, outside of the gaze of Robin, he just went hog wild down at that funeral. He was hugging people. He was not maintaining a social distance. He wasn't masked the whole time. And he was just living footloose and fancy free. How interesting. How interesting. And then he says, you know, I feel like I was maybe being a little hypocritical because I broke my own rules. Like, yeah, that is the textbook definition of a hypocrite. But okay. So Cody then says that he promised Robin that he would be back for Christmas for Solomon and Ariella. He literally said that he, in order to leave, to go to his wife's funeral, his mother-in-law's funeral, his dad's wife's funeral, he had to promise and convince and give Robin the confidence to be okay with him leaving to go to a funeral. For his family member. And then he says. That if he got a positive test result. That he doesn't know. If he would ever be forgiven by her. 
let's just go back a couple episodes ago when Robin was crying and trying to make everybody feel bad for her about how, how could I possibly be running things because Cody is not a man, a husband to be run by his wives. And now he's just saying that he took the midnight train to Georgia to get a COVID test so that he could run back to Solinariella and that he had to make a promise to you to leave. He broke it, by the way, Robin. He broke it. Just let's, <laughs> he broke that promise. He shattered it. <laughs> Just to be clear. But he did make some promises before he leave, before he left so that he could give, so that you could have the confidence to allow him to leave. I wonder why people think that you're running things, Robin. I. Okay. So by the time he takes this COVID test, he has been gone from Robin's house forever, you guys. Ten whole days. Can you imagine? Ten days. <laughs> I wonder how Goofus feels. Mm. Anyway, he says, like, Robin really wants us to feel, like, sorry for her or something because she, like, she doesn't know how to raise her kid. I mean, <laughs> I always feel like an ounce of guilt, like a, a healthy portion of guilt for calling out what I am going to kindly concer uh, refer to as Robin's um, inconsistencies with the way she parents, because I don't have children myself, but I also have eyes and I have uh, a heart, I think. And um, I have logic. I do know that. I feel pretty confident about that. Um, so here's the thing. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I understand that kids have separation anxiety. Some things can't be helped. But like, to talk about how Ari can barely be away from him for more than two days and how she's begging him to not leave when he does leave. And it just... Like, now I'm annoyed at a toddler and that's not fair. It's rough. <laughs> But, like, I'm, like, damn, Ari, like, six feet back up because, like, you're annoying me now. But it's not her fault. Like, here's my thing is that Robin, again, has been harping on and on about how she chose polygamy intentionally. How she could have been engaged to whoever the fuck in monogamy and she would have been fine. She said, I would have had a happy life and a happy marriage. I could have done it but I intentionally chose polygamy. But with that comes with the idea that your kids are not going to have their father in the home constantly, right? So if you're pushing for polygamy so bad, then part of it has to be you explaining to your children to the best of their ability that, hey, like daddy's not going to be around all the time because you know what? Every other kid in this family had to deal with that, you know? Okay, just asking the questions. So Cody walks through his home. Fortunately, he's negative. Um, the kids are so happy to see him. When he and Robin, like, hug, I've never been more disgusted. <laughs> and two happy people in love. <laughs> I'm just, like, sick to my stomach watching <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's real. Like, I'm actually like, ugh. Get them, get them out of here. <laughs> I'm now completely resentful of any ounce of happiness that they have. And that's not my fault. Like, it's not my fault. I don't think it's my fault. You know, <laughs> I can't stand it. Seeing them kiss and hug and have a look of genuine love in their eyes. Ugh. <laughs> Yucky. 
Icky. So the episode ends with the family getting together for Christmas, but wow, who is surprised? Not me, not me. Um, Lady Grinch, Curly, Curly Sue over here is not happy. And the reason why he says that he is not happy, Cody, is because he was basically, you know how like, you know how like if you think about like, I want to have Chinese food for dinner, right? And then you've been thinking about Chinese and you get, like, it's getting your taste buds set up. You know what I mean? So it's like, ooh, if somebody wants to switch at the last minute to get Italian, it's like, dang, it's kind of disappointing because I had been thinking about Chinese this whole time. Cody says that he had been thinking that, like, something would fall apart. And he says that he was fully prepared for somebody to not be compliant and to ruin Christmas. And so now (laughs) he's not getting over that this image that he made up in his own head, things have actually gone right. And he's still not happy because he thought that this was going to get messed up, but it didn't. What? Make that make sense. Christine says that they had to go through like a disgusting amount of hand sanitizer and astronomical amount of wipes to make this happen. And this bitch still can't be happy. The bitch being Cody, never Christine, just be clear. So they have like a two day Christmas thing. First they go over to Mary's. Mary gives them her Christmas pajamas, but I guess she just got some bulk snuggies or something instead. She didn't hand make them this time. That's, that's a big story. <laughs> the big story for Christmas is that Mary's store bought the, the Christmas pajamas for all the kids. Um, then they have Christmas at Robin's house and excuse me, Robin and Cody's house. And, Robin says, <laughs> just so you know, you guys, like, I had a little chat with all the parents about maybe some things that we should, maybe some topics that we should leave off the table for Christmas. And so we find out that Robin told everybody not to talk about COVID. And parents were supposed to tell their kids not to talk anything about it. Janelle says, if it happens with my kids, I'm kicking them under the table. Not happening. This is, we're going to have a nice, pleasant conversation. Um... It's gotten to the point that Sal and Ariella have been separated from some of the older kids for so long that Ariella doesn't know some of the kids' names. She doesn't remember them. <laughs> and she's, like, getting a Christmas present. And she's like, oh, thank you. Which one of you gave me this? And what's your name? Savannah? Oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, that's sad, baby. That's sad. And it's like, I feel sad for her, but... You know, like, this could have been prevented. Like, why weren't you guys just doing socially distanced meetings on that big-ass plot of land all summer this whole time? Doesn't make sense to me. You had an option, and y'all chose not to take it. But okay. (laughs) Okay. So, the episode ends with Janelle in a confessional, and she says that she feels like Some relationships have been damaged and she's hoping that some normalcy will bring some healing at some point in the uh, episode. She says, you know, I hope that we all decide to, all us adults decide to stay together. I hope nobody leaves. Well, do we see the preview for next week? (laughs) Ooh, Cody's boxes in Christine's garage. I've never been so thrilled to see cardboard and I stand by that 
So stay prepared, you guys. It's going to be a great episode next week. I can't wait <laughs> to see this man realize in real time that his ass got kicked out. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day that will be. All right. With that, I'll be with you guys next week. If you could give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, I'll see you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Bye.